Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. I'm very excited for my next guest. Mike O'Hearn has joined me on Dad Up. Mike came from humble beginnings where he grew up on a farm and was the youngest of nine siblings. He began competing in bodybuilding, powerlifting, and martial arts at the age of 13. By the age of 15, he won the teenage Washington State competitions in all three sports. Like the bodybuilding greats before him, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno, Mike holds four Mr. Universe titles and was voted one of the 12 greatest physiques of all time by the fitness industry. He has also graced over 500 fitness covers, only second to Arnold. He was also inducted in the Bodybuilding Hall of Fame. Mike has also had his share of acting, and he's the only cast member to appear in the original American Gladiators, as well as the remake. With all these accomplishments to his name, nothing can compare to his role as a dad. He and his wife, Mona, also a veteran and icon in the fitness industry, have a son they named Titan. In our conversation, he talks about what being a dad has taught him and how much he enjoys watching his son learn new things every day. Please welcome Michael Hearn to Dad Up. Well, Mike, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up. I really appreciate it. It's a huge honor to have you on, and I'm looking forward to hearing about your dad experiences. So welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Awesome. For my listeners who don't know who you are, can you tell me, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, kind of your backstory, what you're doing now, and then also about your family? How many kids you got? Um, sure. Uh, I just, if you ever, depending on your age group, uh, I was on the original American Gladiators back in the 90s. Did some other shows after that called uh, Battle Dome which is a huge success across between uh, kicking people's asses in WWE and then right. on American Gladiators again. And during that whole time, I continued to uh, compete as a powerlifter, bodybuilder, and a martial artist and uh, went on to win the Mr. Universe as uh, many times as Arnold, four times, and then uh, won the California in powerlifting four times and also won the California in judo. And growing up as a multi-athlete that helped me get the tv shows and basically i've been wearing spandex and kicking butt my whole life <laughs> well cool um and you have one son correct i have a mutant i have one little mutant uh he's just <laughs> over a, a a year old now and he's uh 33 pounds and over three feet and I, oh, wow. and I would like to say i would like to say it's my genetics but I'm pretty sure it's mama's genetics. <laughs> yeah. She's walking around, got shoulders better than me. And I'm like, wait a minute. When you're, yeah. Old. Yeah. I've seen some of your posts and I'm just like, wow, he's going to be, he's going to be a force. <laughs> <laughs> we, we showed some pictures to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold's like, well, why'd you Photoshop your boy's pictures? And then she goes and shows him <laughs> video goes, all right, Mike, with only a Romanian woman, do you have this kind of child? <laughs> really so cool. It's uh, really cool. It's pretty fun, man. It's pretty fun. It's uh, something that uh, I'm one of these guys. Uh, I don't know if you have a lot of these kind of guys, but I'm a late father. I didn't have my uh, my son until I was 50. Okay. Okay. Um, well, hey, you're still healthy enough. You can keep up with him when he's in his teenagers. New goals. I got to be a freak <laughs> in 20 years. Right. Well, um, listen, I mean, you've been bodybuilding for a long time and you've been in the martial arts um, for a very long time. What kind of drove you to go that career path as far as, I mean, did you see yourself becoming a professional bodybuilder? A lot of kids when they, because I mean, you were a teenager when you kind of got into it, a lot of kids at that age are kind of doing regular sports. 
So, uh, I mean, what kind of drove you to lift weights? I got lucky. I got lucky in a couple things. You know, I actually wasn't even a teenager. I was uh, prepubescent. I knew at nine years old, as I was looking at my older brother's muscle and fitness magazines, that I wanted to be like Arnold. Hmm. Okay. And I watched the Bruce Lee movies, and I said, well, I don't want to be like just Arnold. I don't want to just look good. I want to, I want to be a badass that can look good. Right. And I wanted to be a combination of those two. And I knew at nine years old that was the game plan. So I was lucky enough to grow up with a huge family, nine brothers and sisters. Right. They all competed in martial arts, uh, powerlifting, bodybuilding. And this is my sisters, too. They all grew up in this. Hmm. So being a dad that was a football player, bodybuilder, and a mom that was a martial artist, I was kind of bred for this lifestyle. And But I knew also at a young age. Uh, we discovered it much later than uh, nine, but I knew there was something wrong with school. Um, I, I wasn't doing well. Um, we discovered later that I had dyslexia. And so the school part of it really shut me down and separated me from the rest of the kids. And I knew at that point I got that whole chip on the shoulder mm. that I continued to use, uh, not as a victim, but use as a, a push. Okay. Um, and it's something that I've used through my life that is probably the greatest gift I ever had where, where most people think that their, their downfalls or, or their things that are different are, are a, a crutch. I think that's the biggest benefit I ever had. It showed me a different way to think, a different way to, to live my life. Right. But how, do you, how does Mike stay motivated day in and day out? Because you have uh, an insane workout uh, regimen that you've been following for many years. And you also have an insane, you know, meal plan regimen that you've been you've been following for many years. So how do you, how does Mike stay motivated day in and day out to keep keep that up? Well, I was one of those guys before social media that that did the hype. Like uh, if you ever see old footage of me or, or anything like that before social media, I was talking about how to stay on the nutrition. I was talking about how you got to be. It's not the guy can outwork me one day in the gym or or even a week in the gym or a month in the gym. It's, <laughs> I, I'll outwork anybody over the period of time of consistency. And when I started eating correctly at nine, 10 years old, and then I started competing at 13 and 14, um, it just become that repetition of, of doing something that I knew was different, but at right. the same time that was setting me up to win in a delayed gratification in a sense. And I said, if I yeah. can keep doing this in time, I'll be able to pass up people down the road, the whole tortoise in the hair they you know yeah. even though i'm moving slower than everybody else in time i i noticed that and i noticed it with my family first and i think it gave me insight that they would do really well for three or four months and then they would slip so i focused on the most minute smallest steps without slipping and continued forward and if i did slip i tried to maintain the position i was in in a sense metaphorically right and just move forward again. So no matter what hiccups were thrown at me or, or, or downfalls or depression or sadness or anything like that, I would hold still and then continue forward when I put myself out of those situations. Mm-hmm. And it just served me right through, the, through my entire life to be that way. And then the motivation and passion, is I don't think it's motivation because motivation comes and goes. Right. It, it's, this is something that bleeds in me and it's something I've been doing. And it gave me the life that I wanted to. I know that some people, those those old cliches, find something that you love 
and you'll never work a day in your life. I know that's yeah. No, you're so right. Nauseousness, but but it is the truth. It's the most amazing truth I've ever seen. And being on this side of of my age, I look back and I go, man, I I have so enjoyed this. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it, I mean, it's something that you you've just kind of you've been doing it for so long that it's just natural to you to continue doing it. And and it's almost like, what are you going to do when it stops? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, now I can't because I got to be ready for my son now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to have to keep it up, man. You ain't, you ain't going nowhere, brother. Uh, um, well, cool. kind of, yeah. Kind of, kind of segueing into your dad role. Um, you know, he, how old is he again? My son is, uh, uh, what is he? 14 months now. 14 months. All right. So, you, so you're pretty new dad, but, um, yeah. what do you enjoy most about being a dad? The silly things that, that you change mentally is, is, is a big thing. First off, I'm, I'm the dog guy and I've always, uh, I've been lucky enough to travel with my dog and you'd get parents that would say, ah, they, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a kid. And I was one of these guys that comes from a family of 10. So it's not like I wanted kids because, uh, right. You know, you grow up in that family, you would think you'd want kids, but it's the actually opposite because you didn't get a lot of nurturing or, or time. So you want to, you're a little bit, I'm, I can admit that I'm a little bit selfish. So I never thought about having kids at this. And then I, I, I met the right person, this right. nice woman who happens to be actually Miss Universe. So yeah, she had a work. She's a, she's a beast. That's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode, man. It really is. So, um, I, I realized for me at this age, if I didn't want to um, have a child with somebody I was in love with uh, in case those things happen and then they fall apart. What I chose was somebody that could have a child with me and, and with or without me could raise a, a beautiful child. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to be one of the biggest things and the, one of the biggest changes in my life is that don't tell somebody to have a kid because they can't comprehend. It is an amazing on this side of the fence now. It's right. an amazing thing how they change you mentally. And then, and like, you know, it's now you're doing things for him. What can I build? How can I build my empire even more to hand off to him? What can I do to be the best father, teacher, coach? Um, right. Especially, I mean, this could take a whole segment on this discussion, is especially how society is now. Yep. Um, and how their process of mind is, where, how, I grew up or, or how you grew up, it was such a different world. You know, we grew up to say, okay, hey, you're nine or 10. We got 10 brothers and sisters. Time to get a job. Time to man up. Time to help out. Um, no complaining. Make sure that you yourself take care of yourself and depend on yourself and, and bring it to the family. And it's such a different world now. So I am I am learning, but I'm trying to also tightrope and, and teach him the thinking of the future here is how can I teach him the best I can on what my parents taught me? Yeah, no, you're right. And you know, it's interesting. I've kind of, I've talked about this on my show before, but um, it's, it's when you have a kid, it's a love that you can't explain to anybody else that doesn't have kids. So for guys that don't have kids, when you tell them this kind of love is so different and, and so unique, when you have a kid, you have that experience of that love and they don't comprehend it. But, and, and you're right. You're also right about being selfish. You know, a lot of dads or a lot of guys were selfish before they had kids and they had to realize they couldn't be that way anymore because they had this young, young person that they had to uh, put as a priority. It's, uh, it changes so much for us guys. And I know it's different for women, but what's cool too is, is, is I've seen 
my girl change. Um, you know, she's a, uh, a first generation foreigner that came here, not speaking the language, builds up an empire, makes herself a, a multimillionaire on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so America is great. I, I believe it. And what she believes is America is the greatest place in the world. And her mindset is such a savage, but to see her change and be, to be a mother, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's that, it's that ferocious thing. Like she will take a person's head off to mess right. with the kid, which yeah. I love to see. Mom, mama bear, mama bear does not want to come out. <laughs> oh, that's such a real thing. It's such an oh, amazing yeah. thing to see. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you just kind of, you listen, Mike, when that happens, you just kind of have to step aside, just get out of the way. The listeners don't know Mona, but you kind of know Mona. She already yeah. scares people as is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, cool. What now, as far as challenges go, obviously you're, you're trying to run a business. Your wife's trying to run a business. You're, you're trying to stay fit, trying to stay healthy. Obviously you got a lot of things on your plate. And now you have a young gun that's running around the house. Um, what kind of challenges do you face as a dad? Well, this is gonna this may upset people. We game plan this. You know, we we plan this whole thing out from the way I live my lifestyle and the way that I am still at the top of the field in the industry. Mm-hmm. So one of the things was great with her is she's like. You ain't going to miss one meal. You ain't going to miss one, one hour of sleep. You're not going to miss a workout. If anything, I'm going to make you work out even more. And we went into that game plan like that. And she says, I got this covered over here, taking care of whatever responsibilities on this side to make sure that I take care of the responsibilities to keep the, uh, the house running um, like it should and taking us to the next level. Because it's not that we wanted to I mean, she's a baller in the, in the first sense, but one thing is we're working to be something beyond. Right. And it wasn't something like we're going to have a kid and sit back and live on our own. Okay, we did all right. Now let's just sit back and raise a child. She's like, no, let's continue to hustle, if not more, and show this little one how we do it. And, and yeah. maybe that will transition into him and make him be that kind of a, a worker. Right. Okay. So believe it or not, I didn't miss a meal <laughs> the day she was in the hospital. She said, this baby ain't coming for a couple hours. Go get a workout and come on back. So <laughs> we were pretty good about that. And then uh, I've been eating and dieting like this since I was, you know, 9, 10, 11. I was back competing against at 17, traveling the world, competing through the 20s, in my 20s. And uh, back then, we'd eat tuna and, and baby food traveling. Mm. So it's a lot easier nowadays. You know, I just get the meals prepped, ordered. Um, so there's never a mess, meal missed. Uh, they're always with me. Um, and the training takes in place at four in the morning. So there's never, I'm never missing that moment. Uh, yeah. I train on my own and then get the business started after that. Yeah. So we just set it up in a great way to where we just don't miss. Because I know that was one of the things that, I know we all got haters, but the haters are like, oh, see? Now you're going to find out. This is going to wreck you. This is what's going to knock you down. Right. And it actually hypes up even more. Well, I mean, you guys have a plan in place, um, and you both you both complement, you and Mona both complement each other well in that you, you, you work together in, in certain, uh, through, your, through your career and also through your personal lives, you work together very well. So um, that's a great. That's awesome that you guys have that uh, all figured out. And you've done this, and you've talked to people about this process. 
And I'll bet you that the guys and girls that have kids that are already hustlers in the sense of working their butts off, it enhances them. It doesn't, it doesn't hinder them. If right. anything, it motivates them more and they even take it up another notch where I noticed that the, the, the haters were saying, oh, no, 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 it stops everything. Or, or the average Joe. And I don't mean to offend people like that, but anything like this could be scheduled out, work together as a, as a team, and, and you just continue forward and push it. Right. I guess it's one of those kind of reality things where I saw a meme that said, if you're not working to be rich, why are you working? And that right. could be harsh to some people. But the bottom line is that that's a great point. If you're no, working, it's true. It's true. Why, why survive? Why not conquer? Why not just dominate? You're right. I have talked about it. And I've, I've told um, even even uh, just friends of mine and stuff that are dads, I've told them, look, you have to schedule time with your kids just like you schedule everything else because that will help you stay organized and everything. I agree. I agree. And I, and what's, what's great is my girls hooked up this. Uh, we started having him swim around two and a half, three months. And so uh, every wow. day we we get my uh, 30 minutes of swim time with him. And it's just cool. his and my time, which is like the coolest thing in the world for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great that you're doing that. What's one lesson that you could think of? What's one lesson that you learned from your own parents that you will use or have used in your parenting, in parenting your son? Uh, it, it, it's an interesting thing. Um, so my dad was a, uh, a teacher. And one thing he wouldn't do is he wouldn't give us the answers. Okay. Um, and this was very frustrating for me as a kid because I, you know, I couldn't read or write well. So right. I just, all right, all right, I'm done. Just give me the answer. And there's a thing, let me see, you could help me out on this. It's a hard love or, or something like that where tough love hard on you now, tough luck, tough luck. And, and that tough love is such an amazing thing. And it's something right. that I have learned through my career. It, uh, again, here's another quote. You tell somebody, they'll forget. You involve them, they may remember. You make them do it, they'll know it for a lifetime. Yes. And that is what my father taught me on every aspect of life. And awesome. I, I do that with my coaching with people on the Titan crew. They'll ask questions and I'll be like, go do this. Come back and tell me what it does. Right. And then they go through a process and now they can verbatim remember that even if they forget it, they'll still remember it. It's an yep. amazing thing. Um, and that is one thing that I will teach him. I will not hand him a, a, a lot in the sense I'm, I'm giving him one thing, which I think is uh, something I heard. I was at church and the guy was talking and something clicked. He, he said something that I thought was a beautiful statement. He goes, his ceiling will be his floor, his son's floor. That's where he starts. That's a that's an amazing thing for a parent. Right. If I can build this empire in this name and this stuff and then hand it to him at that level and he takes it and runs with it, makes it even better and creates his own. That is a huge thing. And so I'm going to actually try to do my best as a father, which I know is tough. And I'm still a newbie. And I know everybody's like, well, you're new, son. You're, you're going to learn a lot. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. But the goal is still the same. The goal is for me to teach him the best I possibly can and, yeah. and let him figure things out so he knows it, so he understands it, so he goes through that process. If he feels the pain, he feels the pain of some things. But he's going to have to go through it and understand that way he knows it. So, like I said, man, if, if something happens to me, 
he can take this and run with it, continue yeah. forward with whatever he decides. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, you got you have to teach him and uh, you have to you have to help him help him learn the process, even if it's from the you know the the ground up. That's but that's awesome. That's a great uh, great great lesson from your parents. Yeah, thank you. If I were to ask Titan, if I were to ask him as he gets older, tell me something about your dad. What would you hope he would say about you? He had fun. Mm. He had fun. That's, that's what awesome. he says. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think you were the first guy that's ever said that. <laughs> um, but that's no, that's cool. That's that's cool. Uh, and you guys' bond will will grow as he continues to get older. And, uh, and he's going to challenge you, Mike. He's going to challenge you. Oh. Um, yeah, you just continue to continue to raise that boy right. You and Mona both. That's awesome. I appreciate it, my man. <laughs> What do you, uh, do you want now? Obviously you want him to take over, um, when he's well and, and equipped and knows enough to do so. Would you hope that he would kind of follow in your footsteps as far as a kind of a bodybuilding career? Not a bodybuilding career. Um, I was an athlete and all American football player and stuff. And so I hope, and one thing you can't teach is you, you can't coach size. Right. Um, and I know this. And the one thing that we did go into this is that we did know, and, and my background is nutrition. And so the one thing that I did, and I worked with the doctors on this, is, is proper nutrition for this kid. Because no matter how good your genetics are, a lot of people don't reach their true genetics because of the fact that they are malnourished or don't eat correctly. And so there was a lot of things that we did just nutrition-wise. Uh, a baby receives his fat cells at two months, eight months, and at two years old. And I'm lucky enough to be uh, with a woman that is a, besides a freak of nature, her um, <laughs> genetic makeup and how she ate as a kid, becoming coming from a, a, a country like Romania, she grew up on meats. Okay. And uh, uh, so she doesn't have a lot of fat cells. And so the, the baby does not have a lot of fat cells. Um, and we feed him some proper food that I believe is helpful for him to get his size. Now, so what I'm trying to do is give him every opportunity to choose his own path. But if something is, if it's, if it is sports, if it is something like that, I at least want to give him the biggest genetics that he possibly have in size and health and, and strength. But as a bodybuilder, I don't think so. Um, I would love to see him do any kind of athletics sports that he would like to do. If he'd like to do that, my girl was sports, I was sports. And um, if that's there, but if not any type of business, um, we're, we're and have been in, into the business. Uh, most people think that I made my money off of uh, uh, the health and fitness world, but it was other things. And yeah, anything in this aspect, I just kind of like to know that the baby Titan is walking around fully, <laughs> fully grown from his uh, genetic makeup. So that's, that's kind of it. But bodybuilding is such a odd creature because it's not a financial kind of win. Right. It, show and just like most artists it's it's a struggle and you know doesn't matter if you're a painter or a sculpture or whatever it is you're an artist creating a physique i don't think of bodybuilding as a sport i think it's an art show and um to make a huge living off of it's a tough thing yeah i hope he uh i hope he chooses sports or some kind of thing like the something he just wants to happen but i do want to look up at him when i do see him <laughs> well, if he chooses sports, what kind of sport would you hope? You know, obviously you play football, but uh, uh, baseball, basketball, those kind of things. Every parent's going to be mad at me. So 
I'm a football player. All my boys around me are ball players, played pro ball, these guys. And as soon as he was born, it switched. I'm like, ah, mm. oh, I don't right. want that brain trauma. I don't want that right. short career. I said, man, I'll let him play. I'll play high school ball and college ball. But then when it's time to go, I'd rather him play baseball or something. Yeah. Um, my whole father came out in me. And I'm like, ah, I want to try yeah. to protect him. And then the same thing for martial arts. I don't want to do martial arts. Uh, I, I want him to study and understand what martial arts is, but I don't want him to do MMA. Um, right. So my whole my whole thing changed. And I know that most parents would be like, well, the kid's going to be six, six, 300 pounds. Play football. Ah, I want to yeah. have a long, healthy career. And that's the problem. I I did um, wrestling with WCW and the Gladiators Battle Dome. And I've seen a lot of these other guys outside of me walking around by you know, late thirties, forties, already broken, bad knees, yeah. bad back, bad shoulders, bad hips. And I'm like, I don't want that for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I had, um, I talked with, uh, had Chris Gronkowski on, uh, Rob Gronkowski's brother. And he was telling me, you know, all the, all the Gronkowski brothers all played football. And, yep. uh, one of them actually plays professional baseball, but uh, they all played football. And he told me that his dad, uh, wouldn't let them play football until they entered high school. So they actually didn't start playing football until they they got into high school. Yeah, it was the same for me. Um, that's smart. I'd less, less, I mean, because I don't think the kids today understand there's a difference between being a beast 24-7 and training smarter, not harder, and right. doing this for a lifetime. Um, the damage you do when you're 20, you don't feel until you're 30 or 40. Yeah, uh, and then you're hobbling around when you're 50, and so that's that's a lot of us guys are trying to teach these guys less is more instead of trying to be this, this freak 24/7. I agree. Well, cool, um, Mike. If people wanted to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, uh, where can they find you? Where can they look you up? And then also, what do you have going on? What do you and Mona have going on this year that you guys are looking forward to? Um, to find me, it's pretty simple. Anything Michael Hearn from Twitter to Instagram to uh, website to Facebook. Um, we are really pumped because we just launched and we partnered up with a company called BPI. And uh, we launched my own uh, nutrition supplements. And we launched them during this crazy time, but we also launched them worldwide. So it's been an incredible ride. Um, but it's, again, products that I believe in, joint support. A, uh, a skin. These are the things that people don't think about. I want that right. healthy skin, joint support, a pump product, pre-workout without the stimulation so you don't get all jittery. So we got that going. And then in December, we uh, we leave to go overseas to start filming uh, the TV series Hercules. Oh, I cool. jazzed about this. That's awesome. So what, what, where are you going exactly? Week. What area? Uh, Romania and Bulgaria. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it'd be great. I would go to see uh, Mona's motherland of uh, Transylvania and uh, film over there. And then we got a movie coming out on the 31st called uh, Natty for Life, Generation Iron. We have another movie that's out right now on Prime called uh, Subs. And then I got uh, a movie that's on, is it on Prime or Netflix, Jeff? Con, Con Man, I'm in. Okay. And then another one called the, the Newest Pledge. So. We're having fun, man. We're having fun. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, look, Mike, it has been a huge honor and pleasure for me to have you on. I really enjoyed talking with you. I love you and your, and your family. You guys are awesome. You and Mona are make a great team. And I really, uh, really have been glad that I've gotten to know you guys a little bit. And I look forward to you uh, succeeding this year. And I wish you all the best, you and Mona. I love it, brother. And then and when we get time, I want to do a... Uh sit down with you and just talk about this and all you've learned because again i'm a newbie when it comes to fatherhood so i got so many questions for you and i'd love to i'd love for my uh fan base to get um to be able to watch you and talk to you and and hear you uh speak about this awesome let's do it man we'll get it set up thank you again to mike for talking with me on dad up Mike is clearly enjoying his role as a dad. You can hear the love in his voice for his son, and he knows how important it is being the successful father to his son. Mike certainly represents the dad of community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show, and as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing it. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at dadupodcast. I read all your comments and questions and respond to them all. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.